0: Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday, and I am even more pumped up than normal because the Titans have an excellent opportunity with a home game against a division rival to get above 500 for the first time since week one. Everything is lining up for the Titans here to be able to control their own destiny and I'm hoping that will be the case. So in today's show, as always on a Football Friday, we are going to preview the game. I have four keys to the game. Two on defense, two on offense. I'm going to mix in my key players as I explain my key game points so you guys know exactly who to focus on on Sunday. In our second segment, as always we're gonna have a good time and do my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and cover all of the titans players from a fantasy perspective and who you should use season long daily all of that of course we'll round that out with keeping it plus 100 and go over the titans line and over and under and see if we can use our titans information to uh, get a leg up in the betting world so our last segment will do song of the afc south and our playoff picture preview so you guys know where the titans rooting interest will be this weekend excited to get into all of it with you guys gonna jump right into it let's get it your tennessee titans lead story a huge home game against the division rival Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans have a great opportunity here to get above 500 for the first time since week 1 when they were 1 and 0. All so long ago. There will be a few key game point plans the Titans will have to focus on to make sure that they can secure a victory against the Jaguars on Sunday. We will start for the defense. The Titans will have to focus on not giving up explosive plays. And when I think of explosive plays, talk about 20 plus yard plays, 20 plus yard chunks. So the reason for that is the Jaguars are not efficient in the red zone right now they are last in the nfl in converting red zone opportunities into touchdowns at 32 percent it's something i've harped on all week when i've mentioned certain things as we've prepared for this game and it's something i'll continue to harp on and i know that the titans coaching staff on defense has to be focused on that the the jaguars are not efficient in the red zone so you don't have to worry as much about their uh, ability to execute in that area. So you got to make them get into the red zone and execute if they want to score on you. What you can't do is allow deep passes, deep plays, big chunk yards over the top of the Titans defense, and allow long touchdowns and make it easy on the Jags, which means they will have to stop explosive wide receiver DJ Chark, who's been fantastic for the Jaguars. He's got almost 300 more receiving yards than anybody else on the team. He has eight touchdowns on the year, which means a big day in our first key player for a Dory Jackson. It'll be huge for a Dory to cover Chark and not let him get over the top of the Titans' defense and make things easy on the Jags, who will have Nick Foles at quarterback, who has a much stronger and um, can throw much further than Gardner Minshew, who the Titans saw in Week Three. Also, in the Jaguars' six losses this year, they are losing the turnover battle twelve to three. In their six losses, they've lost the turnover battle two to nothing, one to nothing, three to nothing, one to nothing, four to one. And they only won the turnover margin in one of their losses, 1-2 to against the Texans. So, the Titans' defense will have to turn them over. I think the best chance to do that will be Harold Landry in the pass rush. So, that's our second key player here. Harold Landry in the pass rush will have to create turnovers by getting strip sacks, forcing fumbles on Nick Foles while he's in the pocket. Landry had a very, very quiet game against the Jaguars, although he's had a great season. He only had... Uh, one tackle for loss, uh, only had one tackle in general. In week three, he'll need to be a bigger force and step up for the Titans defense. One last thing I want to say, it's not really a game plan point, but I know a lot of people expected me to say stop Leonard Fournette. He's uh, top five in the league right now in rushing yards with like a 850. I do believe 852, but in my opinion, he only has one touchdown on the year. A lot of his yards are empty. Let the Jags Run the ball in between the 20s. He only had. 60 yards against the Titans in week three and he got 40 to 50 of those yards on a late fourth quarter run that we know the Titans defense gives up all the time so I'm not too worried about Leonard Fournette not really a concern for me the Titans just need to limit explosive plays and create some turnovers and Leonard Fournette can do whatever he wants on offense we do need to feed Derrick Henry though he only had 44 rushing yards in week three against the Jags the Jaguars gave up 264 rushing yards in their last game against the Colts giving up 134 on average That's 29th worst in the NFL, so the Titans will just have to feed Derrick Henry, and I think it'll unlock everything else in the offense. We'll talk more about individual players who I think will perform in our next segment, but it's pretty clear. Don't need to get too complicated. Feed Derrick Henry, and ultimately, the offensive line has to block better. Nine sacks in the last game. A lot of those, I think, were due to the quarterback, but a lot of those were also just due to very poor play. We have a totally different offensive line now as compared to what happened in week three not having Taylor Lewan, Nate Davis wasn't ready, so I expect improved play but obviously that talented Jaguars defensive line is still the same and with Josh Allen and Calais Campbell and uh, Yannick Ngakwe, they're going to be ready to go and put some pressure on Tannehill so the Titans will need to block and feed Derrick Henry and, and and keep Tannehill on his feet during this game and I think they have a pretty good chance to to put some good points up and, and have a pretty good victory against the Jags, so that is going to 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 do it for our first segment in our game preview with our key players being Adoree Jackson, Harold Landry, and Derrick Henry. Our key game point plans... Being stop the explosive plays from the Jaguars. Shark had a 22-yard touchdown catch against the Titans in Week 3. So you got to get the Jags into the red zone and make them execute there. Don't make it easy on them. And then the Titans will need to win the turnover margin as the Jaguars are 12-3, losing the turnover margin in their six losses. Feed Derrick Henry. The Jags' rushing defense is absolutely terrible. And after giving up nine sacks in Game 1, the Titans' offensive line just needs to block better. It's pretty simple. So we're going to jump into our second segment, My Beautiful Dark Twisted fantasy preview and keeping it plus 100 and give you all the gambling and fantasy perspectives from the game. In our third segment of course, just as a reminder, we will do Song of the AFC South and our playoff picture preview so you know where your rooting interest should be for this weekend of NFL football. Attention, past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to bet sports but have lots of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code Locked On. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan and you don't want to let this opportunity pass you by, you simply can't lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. Just want to give you guys a quick rundown of what the Jaguars allow fantasy points wise. To the quarterback position, they allow 17.8 points per game, that's 16th in the NFL. The running back position, 21.1 points per game, ninth worst. In the NFL, the wide receiver position 20.7, that's 21st in the NFL, and the tight end position 7.4, 18th in the NFL. The defense, they give up 7.8 points. To the defense that is ninth worst in the NFL. So knowing what we know from that, obviously the two things that stick out the most are the running back position and the defense. I'm going to hit on both of those here. So, right now, Derrick Henry is the 7th best running back in your typical fantasy season-long scoring situation with 17.1 points per game. You're playing Derrick Henry in your season-long. He's one of the best backs in the league, and you should rely on him heavy this week to do some damage for you against this weak run defense of the Jags and especially being at home knowing that this is Derrick Henry's time of year where defenses are banged up, they're worn down and he should really take out uh, any lingering frustration or even if he's not frustrated, he's just a happy guy. He should be able to run happy in this game as well. Now here's where things really get crazy. Daily fantasy from a daily aspect. Right now on some places... Derrick Henry is cheaper than Jalen Samuels of the Steelers. $6,900. He's like the ninth ranked, ninth most expensive running back, however you want to phrase it. But quite frankly, that's insane with the matchup that the Titans have this week and what we know about Derrick Henry late in the season, I would be hammering Derrick Henry in daily fantasy, making him a pillar of every lineup that I put together. He should absolutely demolish the Jaguars this weekend. And I'm hoping that's the case. That's what I'm expecting to see. And from a fantasy perspective, yes, but also just from a Titans fan perspective, which is why we're here. I'm certainly hoping to watch Derrick Henry run all over the Jaguars, just as he did against the chiefs last game from the wide receiver position. Someone is going to have decent production. Although this Jaguars um, pass defense is is pretty good, no lie. They're, they're a very good pass defense still, even without Jalen Ramsey on the team. Somebody on the Titans receiving core is going to have a good day. And for my money, that's going to be A.J. Brown. Uh, Corey Davis should see A.J. Boye in his return. Uh, Corey Davis is still the X. Ex- a lot of people want to debate who the number one receiver is on a team. I look at it schematically. I've talked about this earlier in the year. Uh, The X receiver is the number one receiver on a team. And Corey Davis is still the X of this football team. A.J. Brown is the Z receiver, who is typically one yard off the line of scrimmage, will go in motion more often, things like that. And I think that's a good setup for these two guys. So when we talk about number one wide receiver, people might as well just say, who's the most productive receiver? Because that's real really all anyone's saying when they say wide receiver one so I always chuckle and kind of roll my eyes when I see that conversation take place online not just about the Titans but any team um like Tampa Bay Chris Godwin and Mike Evans does it matter who the wide receiver one is no it doesn't they're both top five in the league in passing yards so sometimes that's just a silly discussion schematically speaking Corey Davis is the number one receiver because he's the X which means AJ Boye which means AJ Brown Should be able to get some intermediate looks and turn those upfield. I I see a big yards after catch day coming for A.J. Brown. I think this is going to be a good week for him. He's $4,700 on both of the, you know, the the top daily fantasy sites. So I think A.J. Brown, if you need a flex at the end there, kind of a cheap flex, he might be an option for you or a wide receiver three option for you. In season long, if you're in a desperate situation, there's not a lot of buys this week, but injuries and things like that are taking place, I'd be more comfortable with A.J. Brown as the Titans receiver to play than any other one. I am going to go ahead and, and cue up the Titans defense this week, whether I'm streaming in season long, I have them in season long, it doesn't matter. The Titans right now are the eighth best defense, uh, fantasy wise and most scoring platforms, 8.8 points scored per game, uh, I like them this week at 3200 in Daily Fantasy. Also, like I said, streaming them in season long. They are the ninth most expensive defense right now, which I think is an incredible bargain. I expect some turnovers. As I mentioned in our first segment, the Jaguars turn over the ball quite a bit in their losses, and I expect this to be a Jaguars loss. So I expect this Titans defense to turn over the ball, and anytime you get turnovers going, there is the chance to get a defensive touchdown like the Titans got in the last game with Rashawn Evans. And if you get a defensive touchdown in your fantasy from your fantasy defense, I mean that just makes your makes your score. You don't really need anything else. Um, that's really anybody's look. All anybody is looking for when they're starting a defense is a possible chance at a score. So to me, that kind of rounds out. Any fantasy information for this game? Let's jump into keeping it plus 100 right here. The Titans right now are three and a half point favorites, so they're giving three and a half to the Jags. I'm taking that, I'm pounding it. I think the Titans are a much better football team than the Jags right now. I think what we've seen the last four weeks from the Titans is legitimate, and with the matchup and the way things work with uh, the run defense of the Jags and then the Titans defense being turnover happy. I, I think that this lines up for a a good, solid, comfortable Titans victory. Um, Get that win streak going back against the Jags. So I'm going to hammer the Titans there. 41.5 points on the over-under. That I don't feel so confident with not certain how to play that because I could see this Titans team completely shutting down the Jaguars and winning this game 28 to 7 31 to 7 31 to 10 something like that it makes me feel very nervous but just as much as that I could see the Jags putting up some points as well and maybe a 27 to 17 game, something like that. So I'd probably stay away from that over-under. You could probably find some uh, more enticing and more appetizing over-unders and other lines to find in games. I don't even know if I would parlay that. I mean, maybe you could push it down, but I I can see a Titans 24 to 7 victory here as well. So even if you were to push it down 6 or 7, I don't know that I feel comfortable with that over-under whatsoever. So I'd probably stay away from that, but I like the Titans at uh, 3.5 point favorites. I do like that there. So take a look at that and if you do want to bet like I mentioned earlier in the show go ahead and go to mybookie.ag use our promo code and use this information to try to make your Sunday a little more interesting than it would be otherwise we are going to go into our third segment now for song of the AFC South and our playoff picture preview I have really good news to report for you guys this morning about last night's thursday night football game something we wanted to see as titans fans so we'll talk about that and then also i might round out the show with just a quick Rollins rant something that's been a little bit of a topic on titans twitter lately i i might just speak my piece about it on the show and and then move on it's it's something i don't think any of us should really waste a lot of time on but i may just want to get my thoughts out there officially before we jump into that, though, I do want to remind you guys that Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com and use promo code LOCKEDON during checkout. Listening on the go, if you can't visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers from the Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcasts.com/offers. of the AFC South and our playoff picture preview. Quickly, let's just go ahead and go over the Titans' rooting interest this week. I can report breaking news. The Texans defeat the Colts. On Thursday night football, 20-17. to Probably won't be breaking news when you guys hear this, but uh, the game just finished here on Thursday night. That is a good result for the Titans, and I'll explain why. The Colts dropped back to 6-5. and five. The Titans already lost to the Colts. The Titans have two more games against the Texans. So I'd rather have the Texans go ahead and push the Colts back down. The Titans will play them after the Jags. If the Titans can beat the Jaguars and go to 6-5, and five, that means they'll be matching up against the Colts, both teams at 6-5. and five if the titans can win that game they can kind of control their own destiny as i've been mentioned in all show the colts would drop to 6 and 6 the titans would be at 7 and 5 and that would give the titans a, a really big leg up in the wild card race also on the other side of that for the division race the texans are now 7 and 4 but like i said the titans play them twice so if the titans can win both of those games there's no reason the titans can't overtake the texans in the division and at least if they can win one of those games it should help them in the wild card so either way It felt gross to cheer for either team, but the Titans do benefit more from the Texans winning this football game, and they were able to do so. So really like that result for the Titans, Uh, the Colts will have 10 days to prepare for the Titans, but you got to hope with their kind of regression to the mean from their hot start the titans will have a better opportunity to to get a win they only lost by two last time to the colts and the offense was clearly not performing at the level it is now so hopefully the titans can get back on track with their defense this week and then the offense is there and they can go ahead and beat the colts as well but i don't want to go too far ahead we still need to focus on this weekend's games so after that result like i said texans seven and four colts six and five the oakland raiders who are a huge threat to the second wildcard spot right now for the Titans. Sit at 6-4, and four, and they are at the New York Jets. Right now, the Raiders are a three-point favorite. I'm going to whisper this into the void. I kind of like the Jets. The Raiders are a good football team. I, obviously, they're way better than anybody thought. Everyone was clowning Gruden. Everybody was dogging them during hard knocks. Everybody was acting like the Raiders were going to be a dumpster fire. Well, they're not. They're a very competitive football team, bordering on a good football team, but something tells me they're just not as good as the love they've been getting here in the past few weeks, and I think the Jets will play them competitively and possibly even steal a victory. The Jets are at home, so anytime an NFL team is at home, they have an opportunity to win the football game, not to be cliched, but any given Sunday, as they say, so not not completely expecting a Jets win, but I do expect a competitive game and possibly the Jets being at home, pulling it out. That would really help the Titans to send the Raiders to six and five. And then the Broncos are at the bills. The bills are four point favorites here. The bills are seven and three. Um, they seem to just be a good football team. After that loss to the Browns, I thought they might kind of slow down, but they rebounded very well, and they sit at 7-3, and three, and right now they just kind of seem like a lock for that first wild card spot. So it's kind of either win the division or get that second wild card spot for the Titans. I don't expect them to lose at Denver being at home either, so they'll probably go to 8-3. and three. Maybe the Denver Broncos help the Titans out. Maybe not. We will see. But... The Buffalo Bills probably have a stranglehold on that first wildcard spot as we sit here today and then Pittsburgh who refuses to die is at Cincinnati Uh, They are six and a half point favorites against the Bengals. The Bengals are so miserable I don't think the Steelers are as good as their record. I've said that pretty steadfast on that the whole time We've been talking about the playoff picture since that became a thing during the middle of the season, but they're probably going to be able to beat Cincinnati because the Bengals are the bungles and they're tanking for Joe Burrow, so whatever on that one. I'm, I'm frustrated by it, but Pittsburgh just won't die, and they'll probably be 6-5 and five and right in, it, right in the middle of it as well, but maybe the Bengals get their first win of the season. It's very rare for NFL teams to completely go winless, so I think the Bengals get a win at some point in time this year, but it'll probably be their home game against the Browns. Uh, that's pretty much going to wrap things up. The Chiefs have a bye week, so they sit – at 6-4 and four currently and uh, are on a bye. So not going to see any movement from them at this moment in time. That's going to cover Song of the ASC South and our playoff picture preview. Real quick, I am going to go ahead and, and give you guys a, a bonus Roland's rant here to get us out into the weekend. There has been some conversation on Twitter in the past 24-36 to 36 hours about Elite Fandom. It, it feels silly to even say, but there's just been some conversation about what makes you an elite Titans fan and this and that. And I just want to kind of officially say my piece on that. I don't believe that there is such a thing as elite fans. We're talking about um, being a fanatic of a sports team. Uh, there are people who follow the team more than others. There are people who know the names of players on the team more, know the guys on the practice squad, know the tight ends coach name, and, and people who don't. People who know five or six people on the team, but they still want the Titans to win and they still cheer. And when their games are on TV, they still enjoy it. So uh, it, it's been painted as how much money you spend on the team is, is how elite of a fan you are. And I think that's just a really gross way to look at it. Um, that's not to belittle or downplay any season ticket holder. To put your money on the line to go see the team all the time is is definitely something you should be commended for. But I also don't think that money equates love. So money spent on a billion-dollar franchise, billion-dollar company, um, doesn't equate how much you love love the team and i think the only real way to equate fandom or or measure fandom is how much you love your team. And love is not going to be measured by how many players you know or how many stats you know. That's being a knowledgeable fan. That's different than, you know, how much you love the team, how much money you spend. What about the fan in Germany? The fan in Scotland. The fan in Alaska. The Marcus fan in Hawaii. Feasibly speaking, from a financial standpoint, it doesn't make sense for those people to be be able to go to as many games as someone who lives in Nashville or in Memphis or anywhere local. That doesn't mean that those people in those places don't love the team or aren't as good of a fan. It, it's just silly. Uh, I don't like the discussion. There's enough toxicity, not only in Titans Twitter, not only in Twitter in general and social media, but in our world today. I, I don't talk big outside sports topics and i'll continue to not do that we want to do this to get away from those things as an escape and i understand that uh, only if it becomes a a very specific titans topic is it's something that i'm going to even venture into but i just want to say that we should not be spending our time on social media arguing amongst ourselves as titans fans about who's a better fan or what makes a fan more important to the team or anything like that it's all just silly nonsense um Love cannot be measured by knowledge or money spent or anything like that. So I just wanted to officially say my piece on that. That one, it's silly to measure these things. And if we did, money spent wouldn't be the way I measure love in football or any other arena of life. So that got deeper than I wanted it to, but I had to say my piece on that. I don't want to argue with people on Twitter about how they feel about things but I want to use this platform to to let you guys know how I feel if you caught any of that conversation so hopefully you feel the same as me if you don't let me know that's fine too Uh, if everyone in the room is thinking the same then no one's thinking so hopefully I hear from you guys about that but either way let's all go out as a fan base and enjoy this game I look forward to getting the winning streak against the Jaguars back up and running as I mentioned earlier this week we had a 999 day consecutive streak of not losing to the jaguars that was broken in week three and i hope that we can get that streak back on track so that is going to do it for our game preview this friday really appreciate you guys enjoying the show i've been catching the reviews you guys are reviewing the show subscribing to the show, uh, following me on Twitter at Titans. So I really appreciate all the engagement and, and all the love that you guys show for the show. And I will continue to do my best to, to give you a good show Monday through Friday throughout the rest of the season. So hopefully we will be back on a Victory Monday. And we can enjoy stomping the Jaguars together as a fan base and get out of these weird conversations that we've been having because of the bye week. So, excited to talk to you guys on Monday. Can't wait for the game on Sunday. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.